It's always funny when we do play it. Like sometimes I don't have headphones, and so we'll just like sit here, like for like you know, just <clears throat> ten seconds as it plays. That's I'm great at just sitting and staring off into space. So you should yeah. do it. Well, we've already started the episode now. Oh, shit, mm-hmm. we're in it. I'm we're, not even supposed to be talking yet. We're in right? it. We're in it. Welcome back to Nostalgia Entertainment System, the podcast about remembering things. I'm your host Josh. I'm your other host Paul. You really enunciated that. Well, sometimes you have to enunciate. If you're going to get people to listen to your podcast. Why did you turn into a beetle? I <laughs> a little John Lennon there. Like a little you got a little you know, one of my little pincers and the <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of those beetles. So Scared the crap out of me. I recently inherited a bunch of records and one of the records was from this band called The Beetle oh, what is it? Like the Beetle Bunch or something like that. And it's Beetle spelled like the bug. But they clearly, they're like four guys in suits who kind of look like the actual Beatles. And they they cover um, I Want to Hold Your Hand and another Beatles song. But it also says like the original Liverpool sound. It's, and it's very (laughs) weird and it's not very good, but. Is it kind of good? It's kind of good. It's like the tempo is just kind of off and the singing isn't as good. I don't know. I don't know what they were going for. I don't know who they thought they were fooling, but not me. People's, sorry, I shouldn't even be talking yet. People's parents, probably. Oh, you know, that probably is it. Yeah. yeah. Like, like make a knockoff video game or something in the 80s and 90s. In the 50s? I think when 60s. The Beatles famous. Yeah. Make a fake Beatles record. Your mom's like, the Beatle Bunch, that's who you like. Because <laughs> their probably, parents probably called them the Beatle Bunch. Wow. That is honestly the best explanation I've heard for that. And providing that great explanation... Of course, our guest from SciShow Tangents and Commitment, a Muppet podcast, it's Sam Schultz. Hello. Hi, Sam. Thanks uh, for being here. Thanks for having me here. Yeah. In your Welcome basement. Welcome to the world of nostalgia. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty appropriate reaction. <laughs> uh, I used to come up with new catchphrases that make our guests uncomfortable. Is that a catch? Is that a, a new catchphrase? As you of don't today. say that every episode? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Brand it just new. kind of begs a response, but also I don't know what the response would be. <laughs> I like to I like it just because I, I like to make people think like, oh, I should have like prepared paid attention, anyway. <laughs> prepared something for <laughs> yeah. this. Um well thanks for having me in the world of nostalgia. Uh it's a great in here. Thanks for being here and not on Vanessa Bayer's podcast. Yeah, they just uh Paul Paul has some Paul told me some news the other day about podcasts like this. Yeah. The uh, Vanessa Bayer of Saturday Night Live fame and her brother Jonah Bayer recently started a podcast called How Did We Get Weird, where they basically do this. Like they have a guest on who's like probably just like a friend of theirs and mm-hmm. they talk about something they remember from like growing <clears throat> up. Like and one an episode that they gave an example of um, on the podcast I was listening to was uh, Lean Pockets, which is mm. just as like stupid and like pigeonholed as a lot of our <laughs> themes are. So, Yeah. 
Good to know that somebody's going to be making a lot of money on this. (laughs) If they can pull a whole episode out of Lean Pockets, honestly, I'll be impressed. I don't, well, I don't know. Could we? I bet we could. That seems really hard. I know. Like an hour and a half on Lean Pockets? We've done some very specific things, and I'm still surprised we've gotten an app. Like, Extreme Makeover Home Edition is a great one, Mm. which we talked about that TV show for maybe a fifth of the episode. (laughs) Everything else was like like that. People will be searching for that, right? Like, there's (laughs) somebody who wants to listen to a podcast (laughs) about that. But lean I pockets. I don't know, right? Like who? Well, they talk about not even hot pockets. It's like lean no. pockets. Commercials and stuff like that for it. They they do what we did originally, which is where they like really research a lot of the stuff. Oh yeah, I don't want to do that. And pull like <laughs> examples and everything. Oh, they probably have assistants and stuff though. They do. They have a producer, which we have a producer, executive producer Joe Devine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What's he do? Uh, good question. He comes, <laughs> he comes on the show every now and then, and uh, he's he's he funds the podcast. and funds the podcast through my favorite website, patreoncom nes pod. That's what he does. Is this a real? Pro- Who's Joe Devine? Is he real? He's real, he's and real. he really is our executive producer. That's exciting. Yeah. Do you pay him money? He pays us money. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you a money laundering operation? Uh. uh. <laughs> Cut that out. (laughs) Edit point here. (laughs) Maybe we should start doing that. Start doing what? Laundering money. (laughs) That's a really good idea, actually. Yeah. Because then, I mean, because, I mean, who knows? Anybody who could get us in trouble for money laundering doesn't know or care about podcasts. Oh, my God. Mm. This is genius. Yeah. Mm. How do you find somebody's money to launder, though? Oh, that's a good question. Like, I guess we could advertise it, but that sounds like a bad idea. (laughs) I think you... And you could give it a shot. You can go on the dark web. Uh-oh. You could also take out an ad in a newspaper. I don't think anybody would see it there, except well, then- people who are looking for it, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. We're Well, if anybody out there listening now would like to launder their money, you can go to, uh, I, I guess, just email Josh at <laughs> me. Yeah, what's your email address? Uh Oh, you're going to put my real email out there. <laughs> That's a weird email address for you. I know. That's his name. It was it was, it was the only one not taken. <laughs> so I didn't have much of a choice. All the other emails were taken except for that one. Um oh, we have a we have a podcast email, don't we? Nostalgia Entertainment. Nostalgia System Entertainment at gmail.com. <laughs> Is that it? No. <laughs> you should make them donate to your Patreon to see if they're good for it or not. We need to have the money in the first place. Yeah. We could have a money laundering <clears throat> tier where it's like if you pay $1,000 per month, then you can launder up to $900 a month. Yeah. And we'll, then mm. we get that hundo. We'll send you back $900. Wink. We promise. <laughs> yeah. You guys could, they could, and then they would find you in this basement. And you guys could be dead in here for a long time before anybody found you, I think. Uh, I don't know. I bet our screams would probably fill the halls uh-huh. pretty quick. Uh, maybe. But no one's here right now. Probably oh, that's not. that's true. <laughs> um, Is that a threat? <laughs> no, <I'm> just, <laughs> you just got to think through all the angles. I don't have any money, so I don't need money laundering. But I still, I still don't really know what money laundering is. It's where... Uh, I, this is what I've learned from Breaking Bad, I think. So you have a bunch of money that you've made illegally, and so you can't report that to the government. But mm-hmm. also, it's suspicious if you buy a, like if you buy a lot of stuff, they're going to be like, wait, but you don't have any money. So somebody could catch on. So what you do is you have like a business like a car wash or something. So you say you're making all this money from the car wash, 
when in reality you've made it from selling a bunch of meth. So, so you, you have just to slip money into like a cash mm. register very subtly over the course of a long, long time. Oh, okay. And nobody notices. I see. Hmm. Great. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> that's been financial talk. <laughs> we have yeah. those segments every now and then. I think we did do it one time. Yeah, when I I cut it all out. Oh, oh in no. In the get great Gamergate discussion of Gamergate. March. Gamergate. GameStop? <laughs> yeah, GameStop. <laughs> no, uh, I want to talk about Gamergate. <laughs> you are the type that would want to talk about Gamergate. I'm so sick of these females doing <laughs> all this stuff in video games. You just love integrity in games journalism. Yeah. Did you guys invest in GameStop? I did. I didn't. Did I don't know. Invest is a loose word for it because I lost 50 bucks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was like, you know what? Let's... Let's see what happens, and then uh, and then Robin Hood did the whole thing, and then I was yeah. like, "Well, all right." So we we I, I I did cut out like fifteen minutes of me explaining GameStop out of an episode, <laughs> and I think I also have fifteen. I also have cut out fifteen minutes of me explaining what an NFT is out of an episode. Uh, so this is also going to be maybe fifteen minutes of this that I cut out. No, keep Who this. In. <laughs> Who knows? I okay. I saw an NFT for the first time. The other day, like just a, a specific one that somebody had did, <laughs> had done, and it was so ugly. It was so stupid looking. It was like a, it was that there was a, a whole thing on Vice about like somebody like stole one or something. I don't know. I don't really remember, and I'm not going to get into it, so you won't cut it out. But <laughs> I think the producer was named like Garbage Ape, and yeah. he was just producing. NFTs of like kind of the same ape, but he was wearing like different clothes and was like a different color in That's each one. That's the new big thing in NFTs. Yeah, it's they so just draw different clothes on a guy, <laughs> and then they like randomize it a million times and sell variations. It. But I think Garbage Ape like wasn't even actually making NFTs or something, and then he just oh. like released a bunch of them, and then people gave him the money, and they were like, "Give me my NFT," and he was like, "Okay, one second. and then he just peaced out. <laughs> oh. Wow. I guess cut that out. You I should. dare you. <laughs> you should trust a, a guy whose name is Garbage Ape. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a Heathcliff character. <laughs> oh, that is a Heathcliff character. Oh, is it actually? I think so. Oh, the Garbage Ape. <laughs> That's where I got that from. Then <laughs> <laughs> he like walks down the street with a garbage can in his hand. You know, everyone loves the Garbage Ape. Oh yeah, he's a, looks like Donkey Kong kind of. Mm-hmm. Well, he Donkey Kong was kind of a Garbage Ape. Yeah, he. He's not purple. Oh, who He's am I thinking colored. of? I don't know. Grape ape? I think I'm thinking of grape ape. <laughs> There's similar a word. lot of apes out there. Garbage and grape both have a lot of the same letters. <laughs> hmm. I'm surprised. <laughs> I'm surprised you pulled out Heathcliff out of, I don't know. I, I wouldn't. Mean, you don't know your Heathcliff? I don't yeah. know anything about Heathcliff other He's than what I've learned the from the Doughboys. right now, I think. Yeah, the Doughboys started it, I feel like. But, but everybody's kind of caught on to how weird Heathcliff is. It hmm. is very strange. Mm-hmm. And they keep coming up with weirder and weirder stuff. I don't, I don't get them. Are you supposed to get them? Is th- it like Family Circus? I think he's. I think whoever makes it has found the perfect formula where they don't have to. Where he can just be like, uh, he's on a, a boat, and they say, "Look at he off to the races," and then, <laughs> and then people will be like, "Wow, this is so crazy! Can you believe this?" And it's probably like the most rare comic in America or something. But he doesn't have to try it all. I wow. think he just unlocked the the code to cheating comics for a while. Mm. Is my guess. I don't think you're supposed to get them. If you are supposed to get them, that's concerning. Oh, you guys don't get Heathcliff comics. <laughs> Very embarrassing for you both. Oh God, yeah. It does kind of feel like they're like New Yorkers or something, and it's like, 
if I went to college, if I did paid more attention in college, I would understand what Heathcliff is talking about. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing a New Yorker comic in high school and thinking like, is this supposed to be funny? And then seeing one again in college and like, is this supposed to be funny? I, I think they are, but I don't, I don't get them. Rich people are on different shit than yeah. than not rich people. Do you think anybody's ever laughed out loud at a New Yorker comic, or do they just kind of go like, "Yes, that's funny." Maybe that. I don't know. I used to laugh at uh, the funny section of Reader's Digests <laughs> when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Those were good. Sometimes they were pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I was. I it was the ones that were funny were the ones that I understood. That was that's pretty much it. If I understood the context and whatever punchline if there was one like oh that's pretty funny <laughs> and you're laughing out loud yeah wow. sitting on the toilet yeah, losing that's, your damn that's, life. where else are you gonna read a reader's digest <laughs> i only ever read reader's digest at like the dentist office when i was a kid we didn't mm, get that them. was a highlights uh dentist yeah kid. Well, see i had highlights at home but i didn't ever read highlights digest. at home that's really weird yeah, I didn't get <laughs> highlights mailed to you. No. I don't think individuals ever subscribe to get it. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was only like restricted to doctor lobbies. Yeah, you had to send in like your medical license <laughs> yeah. to be able. We're to not going to send this to anyone else. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's possible my parents were taking them home from work, but I'm pretty sure that I just had a highlights magazine coming to me every month or something like that. The wow. only thing I would do was like the find the objects in the picture, and that was it. Huh, mm. You weren't even appreciating your highlights. <laughs> no, I'd use it and then I'd use the rest of it to wipe my ass. <laughs> like, absolutely nothing with that. It's like, done with this. No other kids can use it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. They had like I Spies and Highlights. I don't remember I don't remember anything about highlights. Yeah, I think they had mazes and stuff. Goofus and Gallant was that highlight. Oh, Goofus and Gallant was. I didn't ever read Goofus and Gallant though. Well, that's why you, that's why you're so rude. Yeah, <laughs> that's why you're wiping your ass with Goofus and Gallant. <laughs> and it probably says right on the page, Goofus wipes his ass with this, <laughs> and Gallant never would. Yeah. <laughs> Gallant uses <laughs> toilet paper or leaves in a pinch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys remember Mad Magazine? Yeah, it was too edgy for me, though. Yeah, I, I remember... There was a, my younger brother went through a phase of like really loving superheroes at one point. And I remember he got a, like a superhero special edition of Mad Magazine from the library. And it it was like hefty. It was like book size. That's the only one I ever read. To burn him up because they were making fun of all his favorites. (laughs) I don't know. It kind of made me mad. I feel like like at one point, like Alfred, like accidentally buzzed his head off with a Batman super shaver or something like that. And I was like, that's stupid. I don't think that could happen. (laughs) I don't really, I didn't really get it. I was a kid that, uh, like at the store just like did the back foldy thing. But I was always trying to be coy about it, just like, I don't want to ruin this magazine, but I do want to see what the fold is. You couldn't figure it out just by looking at it? No. Couldn't use your imagination? I don't think I could do that now. <laughs> I wonder if, I feel like I brought, maybe could. I don't, I don't know. know. I, I, hmm, I don't know if I, I don't think I can do it now. I don't know. Let, There's too much uh, stuff in the middle. Can we look up a, a Mad Magazine? Yeah, let's see if we can get one up here. I don't know what you would type in, like Mad Magazine foldable <clears throat> back, foldable back. I think they're called fold-ins. Foldins. Time for a good old fashioned foldin. <laughs> Fold in. Let's see. All right. Uh here's one. Uh oh whoa. Sorry, this website uh folds it for you when you uh hover your cursor over it. It's pretty fancy. Oh, and it even tells you the code for it. Anyway. Um the code for it. Yeah. 
let's open this in a new tab. Um, no, open the image in a new tab. All right, here it is. Oh. Like the bottom part is definitely a brain. This is yeah. good podcasting, right? <laughs> yeah. So there's a guy. What does Al Jaffe do? Get to do on his birthday. Who's Al Jaffe? The guy who made, who invented fold-ins, I think. Oh. He's like one of the original mad artists. Uh. I don't have a fucking clue. I don't either. Maybe he just imagines more fold-ins. Oh, I think it's, that's what it is. I was going to, I think the, the. the, Oh, yeah. Each towel will fold in to be a fold-in. Well, let's see what it is. Because I think I still have that website pulled up. Uh, let's see what it is. What's it say at the bottom? Uh. Another damn fold-in. <laughs> wow, we were pretty much right. Yeah. You were right. I copied you. <laughs> you could say I'm pretty good at uh, brain teasers for children. <laughs> yeah, you had highlights after all. Yeah, I did. You had a lot of training. Go to waste. Well. Except for my waste. Speaking of literature for children. <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, take a little break and then uh, move on to today's topic. Goosebumps is rated GB7 because it may be too spooky for children under seven. Want the most frightfully fantastic Goosebumps ever? Then enter the Fox Kids Terrific Goosebumps giveaway. The grand prize winner will meet R.L. Stein in person. You'll have lunch and hear about the new Goosebumps book he's writing with you in it. Your friends will freak because you'll be the first kid to own every new Goosebumps book until the year 2000. And wait until they see you on Fox Kids in a real episode of Goosebumps. 500 other fans win all 42 Goosebumps books, including the spine-tingling new Egg Monsters from Mars. To enter, get us a postcard by March 15th to Fox Kids Goosebumps giveaway, P.O. Box 230, Los Angeles, 90078. Hello and welcome back to the show. Oh, thanks. Welcome, in, Paul. In all my shows, we say we're going to take a break and we don't actually take a break. But then you oh. guys are like, we're, we're going to really take a break. Yeah. I don't know. It, it feels like a- I panicked. It feels like a courteous- I, It would feel weird if it's like, all right, we'll take a break. And then it's like, oh, I actually needed to go to the bathroom, but you guys are starting. No, so yeah, we fake, actually we actually take break. a break. Wow. Yeah. That's very, that is very courteous of you. Thanks. You didn't let me take a break, though. Look, you can go. He said, well, we, can, we can go get beer. And then you're just like, nah. Didn't even let me weigh in on it. Well, I asked. We can go get beer. We we can leave in 10 minutes of dead air and go get beer right now. Yeah. We could take all this shit with us. Yeah. And we could record. Listen, there's, no, there's no rules on this show. <laughs> We're not beholden to sponsors or a network. We'll do whatever the fuck we want. <laughs> That's true. That's the nice thing about having no sponsors. Mm hmm. I don't. You had a concerned look on your face when you said that. Do you have sponsors on your podcast? Uh, on Sideshow Tangents, we do. Mm. But they don't usually listen to the show and say, like, you can't say that. <laughs> but they listen to the ads, and I think if we were like, Ooh. sucks ass. <laughs> Maybe you should cut that. <laughs> oh, that's going to be the, the drop for the, or the little, uh, what do you call that? The little snippet, the little preview? Uh-oh. What? You know, sometimes you make a little- uh, a teaser. Yeah, a Is little it a teaser. teaser? Oh, and you yeah. post it online. I only do that when I have time, and I haven't had time in weeks. Oh my gosh, they're gonna have my ass for that one. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have said it though. Maybe you could sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> dot com. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they are? <laughs> yeah. It's a. Uh, I won't tell you any more about it. <laughs> it's not real. I made it up. Uh, but yeah, they 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 don't say like. I think if we were like, oh, do you want your episode to be on? Uh, do you want your ad to be on an episode about like cancer? They maybe would go, eh, no thanks. <laughs> but if we're like, how about dogs? Then they'd be like, okay, we don't care what the episode actually is. Just talk about us. So you'd probably be fine. Hmm. Well, sponsors, get at us. Yeah. 
We have a good, solid listener base of like 20 people. Yeah. So you're, oh my God, I dropped my phone. Your executive producer doesn't look for sponsors for you? Yeah, what is up with that, Joe? <laughs> what the hell? We gave you the title. Why aren't you doing any work? At the very least, where you work for real could do it. Ooh. Hmm. Well, is it a, a secret where he works for <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's mentioned it on the podcast. I don't think so either. We'll let him say where he works. Yeah. Okay, everybody be quiet and listen for Joe to say it right now. He'll yell it. Uh, North of Gr- Grumman. Is that the <laughs> missile company? <laughs> What's the <laughs> missile company? Yeah, he makes missiles. Cool. He should be sponsoring you then. <laughs> mm-hmm. Would you turn this podcast into a like a mouthpiece for the military industrial complex if they gave you enough money? Mm. How much is enough? Yeah. And is it only uh, this podcast? Can I say whatever I want at any other point? No. Not without them pulling your funding. You mm. could in your private life. You couldn't tweet about it. Okay. Uh, but if they gave you $5 million to split amongst the two of you. Mm. 2.5 million. That's a That's lot. peanuts to the military. But you would know that they're lowballing you. Yeah. Yeah. That is. I think, you can I, think I would more. go for higher. I would go for higher. Okay. And then I'd probably end up. I like to think that I would end up kind of fucking it up anyway. Would I still get to keep the money? If you fucked it up, yeah, they couldn't take it away from you. (laughs) What are they going to (laughs) do? Shoot me? (laughs) Make me disappear? (laughs) I'd like to see them try. Well, would you though? Maybe for a little bit. Hell yeah. You should. Yeah, I'll sell out. (laughs) That's a lot of money. And nobody listens to the show, so I wouldn't even feel bad. Yeah. Yeah, and then you're like, this episode's about Beretta handguns. Let's <laughs> talk all about them. God, I would, I would kind of love to hear us two trying to talk about guns. <laughs> like, uh, so the muzzle on this is made out of steel. Yeah, they'd send you a whole big crate of guns. <laughs> you'd just be like shooting into the wall. <laughs> We'd uh, still keep the same office, even yeah. if we had millions of dollars. Nothing would change. Maybe I'd learn about guns. <laughs> Probably wouldn't. No, I, I definitely wouldn't. I, I don't do anything, any research for the podcast already. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you pay me, I'm certainly not going to. Does that logic follow? No. Who knows? But Did you do any research for this week, Paul? No, you told me I didn't have to. <laughs> I did tell you you didn't have to. I said, is there any homework? And you said no. <laughs> that is true. I did say no. There's never any homework for this. There used to be homework for this, and we I didn't want to do it anymore. <laughs> so now it's just off the cuff. I just was kind of surprised that the approach when I was reading the text, it was like, you were another guest on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little confused. It was just like, you were on a lot of episodes or something. <laughs> no, I'm a co-host. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a great position to be in. You don't have to know anything. I'm I'm the somebody who doesn't know anything on one of my shows. Both of my shows, actually. <laughs> See? I edit, so I don't have to research anything for commitment. And it's great. Well, I don't even edit. Oh, I edit the Patreon. Oh, if I didn't edit, I'd be in trouble. Then I'd have to research. Oh, yeah. But, well, just neither of us research now. So no. it's actually very nice. Yeah. It only works. Well, yeah, it works out. I didn't research anything about Goosebumps either. All you have to do is just... Think of what's in. I was thinking your about goosebumps all week. Yeah, let's just get right into goosebumps. Let's yeah. get right into it. After yeah, we're a great. Uh, t- Thirty or so minutes of not. <laughs> you know about a great series. I've got a little thing here from Wikipedia for anyone out there that doesn't. Which okay, I've mentioned this already, mm-hmm. but I was surprised how many people I casually asked, like, "Hey, did you read?" Because I wanted to do a whole month of like every week is a goosebumps book. Oh, but like, no one read the damn books. <laughs> you are the only person. <clears throat> I mean, well, yeah, you're the only person that like, yeah, I've 
at least read a book, like a Goosebumps book. I would have guessed you know? that Goosebumps was like a universal. Like everybody our age read Goosebumps. That's what I also thought, but apparently that's not the case. Or at least it's not the case for like the five people that I've asked. Where it's like, I can't believe that. Because they, they're not hard to read. Mm-hmm. They're everywhere. Mm-hmm. And they were around when we would have been in middle school. What? Yeah. What's the age range of people you're asking? Uh, Like. I don't know. First through third grade? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, kid, you read Goosebumps? (laughs) You ever read this book from 1992? (laughs) No, like around our age, like 27 to 29, 30. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who you asked. So call them out. Yeah. Uh, Who's not reading Goosebumps? Paul Carlson Thompson. I can't remember who else I asked. Too scared. They're yeah. all too scared. Well, I partially asked you because I know you're a big Halloween buff. Mm-hmm. You love Halloween, I right? I do love Halloween. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, you know what? I bet Sam also would have read Goosebumps. Yeah. I don't think, yeah. I wasn't a big Halloween guy when I was a kid, I don't think. Yeah, I was like a little a Halloween thing. guy. I was a little <laughs> Halloween guy, yeah. Um, I think I was too scared. I think I turned mm. into a big Halloween guy. Uh, kind of around when IMDb became popular, I would read the synopses of horror movies. Oh, that's how I experience horror movies now. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I don't like scary movies. In my So doing that made me realize that scary movies are much scarier when you're imagining what they are like than mm-hmm. when you're actually watching them. Because you can imagine anything perfectly photorealistically. So when you're reading about like Evil Dead, somebody's head comes off, you're like, ah, I would see someone actually die. But then what you're actually seeing is just like a mannequin's head come off. So that made mm. it much less scary. But I was very scared of everything as a kid. And I'm actually surprised I read Goosebumps books. Um, mm. And I don't even, I think I must have just bought them at the Scholastic Book Fair and been into them. Because I think I read dozens of them probably. Mm-hmm. And they're not good. And they're not really fun to read. I like reading them. I like reading them because they were short. Like I could read three of them in a day. Yeah. That was, that was mostly it. And it's like, oh, these are just easy as hell to read. Yeah. I remember sitting on the bus and reading them on my way to school. Mm-hmm. I was in the Goosebumps fan club. Whoa. Yeah. What, is, what, what does that mean? What do you? I got a bandana. I remember that. Um, and I think I got like a bookmark that was shaped like, the, you know, remember the mascot of Goosebumps was like the skeleton with the purple mohawk. Oh, yeah. Did he have sunglasses or am I thinking of a completely different Sometimes character? he had sunglasses. Okay. His name was Curly. <laughs> I think I actually liked him better than I liked the book series. Let me look him up. Real okay. Quick. Well, <clears> while <throat> you're looking that up, uh, for anyone that doesn't know what Goosebumps is, because apparently no one that I asked knows what Goosebumps is. I, I know what it is. I don't think you know what <laughs> it you is, don't know what it is. You don't actually. know that Goosebumps is a series of children's horror fiction novels by American author R.L., which today I learned stands for Robert Lawrence Stein. Published by Scholastic Publishing. The stories follow child characters who find themselves in scary situations, uh-huh. usually involving monsters and other supernatural elements. Sounds about right to me. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually had no idea what Goosebumps was about. <laughs> I See, that's why I had to read the Wikipedia. I or, thought it was about this guy with a magic checkbook named Victor <laughs> Mandalgo. Uh... Am I missing something? Are you? No, I just I just am making something up because of course I fucking know what Goosebumps is about. <laughs> <laughs> it's so obvious. It's right there in the name. You see the cover. There's a spooky person on it. There's a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Those covers are great. They were. I think it was enough to. I, I think I could have handled it as a kid, but my mom was very uh, mm-hmm. like we we weren't supposed to watch scary things or like have like scary. 
like the scariest stuff we would watch would be like the wishbone episode about like Frankenstein and stuff like that. Mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm also a little surprised that I would read goosebumps, but I think after reading a couple of them and realizing, Oh, these are like kind of campy and not really all that scary. I just kind of kept reading them cause they're honestly pretty entertaining. Yeah. Cause like even to the, I don't like scary things to this day and it's all because of Ernest scared stupid. <laughs> it's that damn troll. The he's troll not, is pretty scary. He's not that scary. When you're six and you're mm. in the house alone and all the mm-hmm. lights are off, it's pretty scary. Hmm. And also when you watch it again when you're 18, it's still pretty scary. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch that movie until recently and I was let down with how scary he was. Because everybody's like, that's the scariest movie ever. It's not the scariest yeah, movie ever. Get real. <laughs> yeah, Ernest, you shouldn't have been scared stupid. You should have been scared like a little bit. Yeah, just a little scared and then you could have handled the situation better. Mm-hmm. Okay, I found it. It's so the awesome Goosebumps coffin is what you would get <clears throat> when you join the fan club. You got a coffin? Yeah, it was a green coffin. Life size? Yeah, it was a green, <laughs> full size, child size coffin. <laughs> so if he died as a child, he could be buried in it. Uh, Goosebumps watch. I remember that. It was green. It had slime. Ooh. Glow in the dark sticker sheet. I remember that. It was book cover images. Goosebumps water bottle. Ooh. I don't remember that, but it, it just looks like a squeeze it bottle. You remember squeeze it's? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what like. like what the football players put Gatorade in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Goosebumps bandana. As I said, three collectible pencils and a monster blood eraser. I don't know what that is. Monster blood eraser. Yeah. Can it erase real monster blood? It erases the uh, real monster blood. Oh my god! Um, and wow, I also had like a slime. I might have gotten multiple fan club packs because I also had like a little container of green slime that was a monster blood, and I had a keychain that I'm seeing on here too. And this hat. I had a lot of goosebumps stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to pay to be in the fan club, or are you just like mail in? I think it was a thing mm, and you'll you, get merch. I think you had to cut out a thing in the back of the book and mail it in. Oh yeah. Cause money. they had like those like uh sheets that were like subscribe to this thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or it could have been part of the scholastic book fair magazine. Maybe oh, yeah. you'd like order oh, yeah. the fan club kit. Okay. That's where, yeah, that's where I think most people probably were uh, exposed to the sheer terror of goosebumps. Yeah, I guess I don't. Hmm. I don't really remember seeing any of those in the book. I mostly got them from the library. Like I would go to the library. This I would go to the library during the summer mm-hmm. and just like max out the borrow limit, which was like 10 books, which is like, I got all the goosebumps for the week. And then you didn't buy goosebumps. No, not a uh-huh. single one. I got, I got them all from the library. Poser. You got to support RL. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supporting the local library. <laughs> I guess so. The original series was 92 to 97. So I guess it would kind of make sense why I didn't see any like new ones at the book fair. Yeah. So I don't know, but I was yeah. going to say, I think, I think goosebumps was a really specific period of time. Mm-hmm. And I think I was existing when that was happening and you were maybe a little bit beyond that when the books were in the library yeah. instead of like really being aggressively shoved down your throat at scholastic book fairs mm-hmm. along with Animorphs books. Oh, Animorphs. Did hmm. you read those? I tried. Those scared the shit. Too many out of me. words, honestly. They had bad words in them, and I remember Ooh. being scared that my <laughs> parents would open it and see the bad words in it. Was it like damn? Yeah, it was like <laughs> damn. But also, like they would be naked sometimes because they were oh, they were like young. They were like teen. They were like for twelve or thirteen year olds probably, and I was like. 10 or 11 oh. and I couldn't handle it so I only read the first <laughs> few and then I stopped and then I remember like 
confessing to my mom, these have swear words in them. I can't read them. <laughs> she was like, I don't care. <laughs> but I still didn't. I was too scared of them. <laughs> I remember like in fifth grade, I don't remember what book it was. It might've, it might've been, uh, the Bible. It might've been the Bible. Bible's got some curse words. Uh-huh. Bible's got curse words. Uh, Bible's images. got real curses. It's got monster blood in it probably. <laughs> yeah. That's why you need that eraser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not, I think it was, it was Charlotte's web. I remember like grabbing a copy of Charlotte's web off the shelf and like flipping through it. And, and there's and that the, scene where Charlotte gets wicked naked. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, uh, teacher, there's spider tits in this book. Uh, no, I was like, Hey, there's the word bitches in this book. <laughs> Who are you telling? The teacher. <laughs> I don't think we can have this book in class. It says bitch. And she called up E.B. White and said, you disgust me. Yeah. She burned the book right there in class. <laughs> Radical teacher. I, I do remember reading, um, I don't remember what book it was. It might have been called, I think it was called The Monster Garden. There wasn't very many monsters in this book. but um, Was there a garden? There was a garden. Hmm. And uh, I think at one point a character said, damn, and I like, Remember, like looking around. Like, Anybody see <laughs> that? <laughs> okay. And then I just kept reading. Read the page as fast as you can so you can cover it up. Flip it and then flip back <laughs> over, like <gasps> get a little rush. I mean, that's actually what happened to me. Like, <laughs> I was scared of it. I don't know why. My parents weren't like weird about that kind of thing. I'm sure they swore. <laughs> Did but... you read any books with curse words in them today, Sam? <laughs> yeah. I didn't have to like self-flagellate or anything like that. I just was a coward, a huge coward and that and that I don't know. It scared me. <laughs> it is always funny to just like imagine calling a child a coward. I <laughs> <laughs> was though. They should have said something. They like, should have told are a me. Coward. <laughs> well yeah, my kid did that. I, was, I think I'd be like, what is wrong? <laughs> you know? But would you call call them a coward specifically? <laughs> That's I, funny. I, I don't know. You coward, wife. just read the bad word. I tell my wife later, I think our kid's a coward. <laughs> <laughs> I think she would call him a coward. <laughs> Are there any particular Goosebumps books that you remember? Yeah. Because there's, there's definitely a couple that stand out in my, like, not necessarily like the whole plot of the book, but certain parts of the book that I remember, like, really focusing on in like book reports. Every book report I did in sixth grade, I think was a Goosebumps book. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they were so easy. They were really sixth too feels, easy. Sixth like grade's too old. They were so easy. <laughs> they were so easy. Oh, Josh. My teacher didn't care. Josh, I think sixth grade is too old. Hey, well, <laughs> my teacher didn't care. Uh, I got away with it. I actually, my most shameful moment in my entire life revolves around a Goosebumps. I think that's true. My most shameful moment <laughs> in my entire life. Like, do you want to share this on the <laughs> revolves podcast? Revolves around a Goosebumps book report. I feel really bad about this. Uh, a kid gave a Goosebumps book report. It was probably you. On a <laughs> book. On a book I had read before. And it was not. He did, He was making it up. Like. It was uh, oh no, <clears throat> Egg Monsters from Mars was the book, mm-hmm. and he had clearly read half of it and then made up the ending, <laughs> and then, and then I raised my hand at the end and said, "That's not how that book ends." And then like four other kids were like, "That's not how the book ends." <laughs> and we all just like <laughs> ruined this kid. You ruined him out. <laughs> yeah, and I feel so so bad about it. I don't know why. I liked Goosebumps so much that I had to do it. They yeah. couldn't respect Egg Monsters <laughs> from Mars like that. Well, also, kids get like a real like superiority <clears throat> complex too about them yeah. when they're like, 
you're not doing it. I'm right. not a Goosebumps fan. <laughs> yeah. Also, you should have a member of the fan club. You stolen just valor. Should have spent thirty minutes. <laughs> you don't deserve to wear that bandana. Or use that monster blood eraser. <laughs> just take it right from him. Should have just spent the next thirty minutes reading the book. Yeah. <laughs> he could have gotten up there and read the whole thing to us in about the same amount of time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the one. So one Goosebumps book that legitimately haunts me all the time and I think gave me some kind of complex was um, called Calling All Creeps. Do you remember that one? Mm, I remember the title. It, so And the cover you'd probably remember too. It's like a telephone booth with like these purple velociraptor guys hanging out in it. I don't oh, know if that rings a bell. Yeah. <clears throat> but there was a kid who was like a outcast in school and he makes friends with this crew who turn out to be alien, like alien monsters. Yeah, I remember this. And they want him to dump this chemical into, or eggs or something, into the cookies at the school bake sale to turn <laughs> everybody into the school, in the school, into creeps as well. So into monsters as well. And he doesn't want to do it. And he's trying to figure out how not to do it. But then at the very end, one somebody like makes him mad and he's like, I'm just going to fucking do it. So he poisons all the kids and he like watches them all turn into creeps at this, in this like auditorium. Oh my God. And at the last scene is like him taking a bite of the cookie and being like, I'm a creep now too. And that scared me so fucking bad when I was a kid. And I think like there's a couple others, like one where um, a kid turns into a bee and one where a like bee? yeah bee yeah, I think I, there, there's a book called Why I Hate Bees I yeah. think and the cover is a kid on a head of like a buzz cut kid screaming on a bee's body yeah and that was a scary one there's a like a fear street or something where a girl turns into a dog or like they were dogs the whole time or something like that mm. so it's just animorphs again yeah so like <laughs> animorphs type stuff freaked me out because I would think about like um, if I if you turned into a creep you could never turn back and that scared me. Mm. And that's the complex that I live with. That's the <laughs> cancel culture talking right now. Once a creep, you're always a creep. <laughs> yeah, maybe that is what Fucked it up. is. Fucked uh, But then there was like Camp Jelly Jam. Remember Welcome to Camp Jelly Jam? <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember reading that one. I got that from the library. Yeah, that was like a fun one. I remember that one being like one of my favorite ones. Um, or there's one where they're like training the whole time. Where they're like in a camp. This might have been a, actually, this might have been Are You Afraid of the Dark? They're like in a camp training. Oh, I've thought of another one that scared me too. <laughs> and then at the end, it turns out that they're training. They're like kids in this camp, but it turns out that they're training to go invade the earth and they're aliens. <laughs> and they like, at the end, like the dad like points up in the sky and he's like, you've done so well conquering nature. Now it's time to go conquer earth. And the kid's like, fuck yeah. Then the one, okay, I thought this one really scared me too. Welcome to Fear Street. I think it was what it was called. And it was about an evil amusement park. And these two kids are like on a tour of it, but all the robots go insane, like Westworld. Mm -hmm. But then at the end, they get and they're like, Mom and Dad, oh God, you came and saved us. We got through all these monsters and stuff. And the parents are like, oh, you passed the test. And then they reach behind them and switch off their off switches. And the kids are robots the whole time. Whoa. so those are the ones that scared me. I like that idea. I want to read that book, but I don't want to know the ending. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. I probably wouldn't have read it. 
<laughs> well, Pretty little kids. Yeah, sure. I totally wasn't gonna go read these after this. It was yeah, go to the library. Let's all go to the library, guys. <laughs> get their whole stack of goosebumps. Max out books. between the three. Max of out us. your limit. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we'll yeah. go get to the grade school you were at earlier, and we'll pass them out to all the kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, learn some literature. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Did you have any? Yeah, the one that I really remember is it came from beneath the sink. Yeah. Or like this kid like finds like this like slime potato thing under a sink. Mm-hmm. That's really all I remember. I I remember like the description about the like the thing because I drew it for my book report. Ooh. And I remember it just being like a weird it was like a slimy like it was like a slimy potato mm-hmm. that like smelled like old sponge water. It sounds like it's just a, a rotten potato. It might have <laughs> yeah. just been a rotten potato. Um, but like, that's all, like, I just remember like, I got to draw something for this fucking book report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got to get this into my college <laughs> professor later today. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, well, this has a description of it. I guess I'll just quickly draw this thing. Uh, I put no effort into <laughs> school. I was, I was one of those kids who were just like, yeah, you're so smart. And so I never put in any effort. Um, they still told you you were so smart after you were in sixth grade <laughs> doing goosebumps book reports. Yeah. Hey, no. I got hundreds on all those book reports. <laughs> No grammatical errors. All <laughs> spellings all correct. Perfectly summarized the book. No issues. All right. Um, yeah. So I remember that one, and that I don't remember. I don't remember what book it is, but the book starts with this boy that only likes plain things. So like he would only wear white t-shirts, white pants, white shoes. White pants. Yeah. Not a child. Yeah. <laughs> What's so wild about white pants on a child? Did they even make white pants that small? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Seems He's just going to get him dirty. Yeah. I don't know. That's also that not was... plain. That's like that's like a distinct style. Yeah, like he's that's true. Plain would be like blue jeans and well, a white shirt. I don't know. Bring it up with R.L. Stein. Okay, R.L. Stein, you're on notice. Uh, but he only he only like he only like plain things. So he'd always wear always wear white and I distinctly remember that he would only eat mayonnaise sandwiches. Oh, yuck. So he would take two pieces of white bread, put mayo on them, and then that was the sandwich because it was <laughs> all white ingredients. I don't remember anything else about it. sounds like he'd be a about... racist, too. <laughs> yeah. He also had a swastika tattoo. I didn't mention that. <laughs> <laughs> that the only thing not the only, about the only, me yeah, is my tattoo. Just a, a black swastika tattoo right <laughs> on his arm. But that's the, I don't remember anything else about the book. I just remember that one thing. I just remember, because th- that was before I liked mayonnaise. And I thought, mm. that's fucking disgusting. Just I, a mayonnaise thing. I mean, it, it is, is still, disgusting still, yeah. Mm-hmm. Trying to find which one that could have been. I don't know. I, what was the scary thing that happened to him? Do you remember? <laughs> no, I, I the don't The mayonnaise remember. sandwich. That was the scary <laughs> yeah. thing. I think, I think it was some kind of like, you know, like ironic horror where like everything is, na- everything about you is now colored and dirty. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Listen, I didn't put any effort into reading these books either. <laughs> This isn't, I think you made this up. I, <laughs> this is just a dream you had. May have made it up. May have also been a completely different book. I, I don't remember. I the think, it was, a, I think it was a Goosebumps book. Plain Andy. <laughs> it was just another thing that I plagiarized for school. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know who I plagiarized it from, though. That maybe that is an original story that you came up <laughs> with. Yeah, maybe. maybe. You can't tell the difference anymore. <laughs> I can't. It's all just jumbled up. Hey, R.L. Stein, I got a great idea for you. <laughs> if you want to hear more stuff just plagiarized, you got to check out the bonus episode. <laughs> oh, that's true. I plagiarized a lot of stuff. I mean, no, I didn't. <laughs> I've never done that at all. 
I was looking through. So I think, what what is it? Oh, it's just it's just the Goosebumps wiki. But like they have like larger images, larger like good quality images of all the books, mm-hmm. and those covers are a lot cooler and like m- more well like painted than I remember them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're great. Tim Tim Jacobus Jacobus. I don't know how to say his last name, but he was like the original Goosebumps painter cover illustrator. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, great work. The colors are so great on it. Uh huh. Like the um, there's one that has like a mud man on it that. That yeah. Mudman scared me. Like I think I, I held off on borrowing that from the library because that <laughs> Mudman was just way too scary. Scary Mudman. And also, I, I think I also did the same thing for um the the egg one, the egg from Mars, egg monsters from Mars. Yeah, because yeah. that, that disgusting. little slimy guy. All the goopy ones. I'm just like, I don't think I can do the goopy ones. I don't think I ever read the Return of the Living Dummy ones because I was too scared of Slappy Ooh, the Dummy. I I did read those ones. Yeah, really scary. Uh. Eh, were any of them scary? None of them were really <laughs> scary. Some of them were disturbing in an un, un, mm-hmm. unintentional way. I think. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I I don't remember a lot of them, and I because I have terrible reading comprehension, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have a terrible memory. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this is so great. <laughs> this is great podcasting. <laughs> um, but I do. I actually remember there was the Night of the Living Dummy. I, I must have read, or I think I saw the TV episode of it. There's a part where they find a sand, an old nasty sandwich in his head. Yeah. And I found an old nasty sandwich in a like the window, like closed in the window of my house. Hmm. A few weeks after I read that, and I don't know if like my brother had read it and I was like fucking with me, or if I had subconsciously done it or something. But I remember that scaring me. Like, oh, this this is the calling card of slap the dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's just something. There's something about this like. Those ventriloquist puppets, I don't like them. Sure. They've been preying on the fears of man since mm-hmm. then, forever, like the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Okay, I so I was just looking through some of these covers, and uh. it is very funny that one of them is just called Hi, My Face is Bad. <laughs> what? What? Unless this is a somebody like- Well, there is a- Made this let me see like it. a parody. Let me see. This is- Oh, that's uh, that's the haunted mask. Oh, it's not actually called Hi, My Face is Bad? No. <laughs> oh, I was really right. hoping that would be real. No, wait, but I thought this is the Haunted Mask. The other one's the Haunted Mask, too. Then. There's another? Okay. There's two, there's two or three sequels. Haunted Masks. And there's like four Monster Bloods. Yeah, there. Yeah, there's was, a lot of them. I remember not liking, I don't know if you read Monster Blood. I remember thinking those I were I think I read the first luster. one. I think the library only had the first one. Maybe the first two. Big Gross Hamster, one, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. Did you, uh, have you ever been to Disney World? No. When I I went to Disney World when I was a kid and they had a Goosebumps section of one of the parks that was just like a temporary like layover uh, or like a temporary theming. But they had a stage show that you can still watch on YouTube where like different characters from Goosebumps would come out. And the big the big uh, the big hamster was one of them. And Slappy the Dummy like took over. It was like a magician who was doing a regular show. And then Slappy the Dummy was like. It's my show now, bitch. Mm. And then he took over. <laughs> and then at the end, the skeleton with the purple mohawk, who was my hero, came out of the top and was like, <laughs> he was like a puppet. And I, <laughs> and I lost my mind. So there, that, that was cool. That's I really, cool. Yeah, I liked that purple skeleton a lot. I got to look with this guy. See what this, what's his Curly. name? Curly. He had a dog, too, named uh, Dog Bone or something. Like <laughs> dog Bone. <laughs> I'm going to name my next dog Dog Bone. <laughs> 
You're not a skeleton, though. You'd have to name your dog Dog. I could lose some weight. I could be more skeletal. <laughs> your dog would have to be a skeleton, too, unfortunately. I'd get a greyhound or something. Uh, okay, then he could be named Dog Bone. I dog. don't really remember Curly. Now that I'm looking at him. He wasn't really, he was kind of just the mat. You'd know him if you went to the Scholastic Book Fairs. Probably. He didn't show up if you were books. a real fan. He, he was on the covers of the um, anthologies, like the oh, okay. Tin Tales. He looks like he'd beat me up. He'd kick your ass. Yeah, he's for damn sure. He's a fucking Chad. <laughs> he has no right to be this cool. He kind of has a Bart Simpson grown up and dead vibe to him. Yeah. All he's right. a, really, I, he's a bad dude. Try to figure this guy out, too. What'd you type in to find him? Curly? Curly Goosebumps. Curly yeah. Goosebumps. <laughs> His name's Curly Goosebumps. Yeah, you're look, gonna, look at him and tell me he wouldn't him, beat actually. you up, Paul. Mm, well, wait. I think him and Paul would be friends, actually. Oh, you think? Yeah. And they're both lanky. Curly doesn't look so tough. Oh, that he looks tough in that one. <laughs> Some of them he doesn't look too too tough though. Like there's one where he's reading Goosebumps. And I'm like, well, <laughs> I can kick anybody's ass who's still reading Goosebumps. Uh, yeah, he's probably in sixth grade. He's he probably looks, getting his book report ready. He's got some thick bones though. I he know. does sometimes, doesn't he? Yeah, like he, damn. Oh, well, this one he doesn't look so tough. He looks kind of sad. I'm looking at the one where he's kind of if he. If he had biceps, they would be just like front and center. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at that one. There's his dog, dog bones. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a skeleton. I take it all back. The dog is alive. Oh, real dog. Yeah. And his name is uh, Drool. Drool. That's the name of the dog. <laughs> I think dog bones is a better name for a dog, I honestly. Think so too. Wow. There's a lot of, I think there's a lot of fan art of uh, this I think, curly guy. I think there's a lot of like, you can buy posters of curly. And oh, stuff, here's so. a mask. That's. Way more terrifying. Can I see? Ooh. Something <laughs> like that. Oh my God. Yeah, it's horrible. Ooh. Spooky. Oh, it's only $180. Wow. What a steal. What a steal. <laughs> yeah. Well, so uh never mind. What books did you read when you were a kid? Uh, if you were reading Goosebumps, what were you reading? I was reading Captain Underpants a oh, lot. Oh, that's um, cool. And then yeah, because I if it didn't have poop or pee humor in it. Yeah. I wasn't reading it. Goosebumps was pretty puritanical, I think, in that respect. I don't think there was a lot of poop and pee. Maybe nah. people throw up every now and then, but... Maybe. Maybe mm. not even. Maybe like an off-screen <laughs> throw <laughs> yeah. up. Yeah. No, Captain Underpants. And then I also got into like fantasy books for a while at this age, like fourth and fifth grade. I started reading books about dragons. And... You were reading real books. That's stupid. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't read those books anymore. Now I just read Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> No, I still read Captain Underpants. That was more like a comic book, wasn't it? Kind of. It was kind of half and half. Like there were some parts that were comic-y because the the characters like make comics within the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they were like prose pages of Captain Underpants too? Oh, yeah. And yeah, it it was called prose. Yeah. (laughs) Beautiful poetry. Shakespearean, in fact. Well, geez, I'm sorry for using the right word to describe it. (laughs) I just had never heard it before. It it amused me greatly. (laughs) <laughs> well, what are the other, uh, so Goosebumps had like a lot of series of books, kind of like the original run and they were like spinoff ones, mm. ones that I really liked. And it's, this is segueing into our next part of the show is, uh, they, Goosebumps had a choose your own adventure style book called Give Yourself Goosebumps. Mm. And I have no idea how well this will work, but I am going to read, uh, Trapped in Batwing Hall, which I believe Sam is one that the you one mentioned. That's the one where you turn into a bat. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, spoilers. Uh, Only in one way. You don't always turn into a bat. Oh, okay. But I remember the way you turn into a bat, and I would not go that way. <laughs> so uh, we're going to see how well this works with Paul and Sam navigating their way 
through Batwing Hall. Can, Can we, we turn both? the light off? Oh, no. What were you going to say? <laughs> Can we both go different ways? Uh, Sure. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of clicking, but All sure. Right. This is gonna be great. Okay. All right. Let's. Uh, I might follow Paul for a while. Here, here's a here's a quick synopsis. Being the new kid in school is no picnic. At your old school, you had tons of friends, but now you don't even have one. Yeah. That's fucking. This is sucks. like when I went to college, like I was talking about in the bonus episode. Then you meet Nick. He asks you to join the horror club. The no. horror club meets in an old <laughs> mansion known as Batwing Hall. Sound like a bunch of losers. <laughs> It's dark, it's spooky, and it's where your adventure begins. The members of the horror club are going on a scavenger hunt. Mm. If you join the red team, you find out the truth about your new friends. They're actually monsters. Well, why are you spoiling it it for us? The back of the book? Don't read the back of the book anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, the choice is yours in this scary Goosebumps adventure that's packed with over 20 super spooky endings. Oh, I thought that you were reading the first page. Yeah, I thought so too. That's the back of the book. Oh. Well, I'm not going to join the red team. Or should I join the red team? Was it the red team or the blue team? It was the red team. Oh, okay. All right. Well, let's begin. You can't throw me off yet, Sam. I'm going to win. <laughs> well, here we go. Right? <laughs> this town stinks. It's Friday afternoon, the end of your first week at your new school. Your family just moved to this town last month. And so far, no one at school has even tried to be your friend. Oh, bummer. Day after day, you sit in class, waiting for someone to talk to you waiting and staring at all the strange faces around you. How can you possibly go through the year without any friends? You wonder. You're cool. You know who you are. You had tons (laughs) of friends at your old school. I am cool. I know who I am. You trudge home slowly. All you have to look forward to is a boring weekend of watching TV with your parents and your bratty little brother. Then, not so bad. something hits the back of your jacket. Ow! You whirl fuck, around. My jacket! Is it both of our jacket? Both of your jackets. Ow, my jacket too. Uh, <laughs> until until that certain time, let's say that uh, you're one body, two heads. Okay, but we can split apart at once. You can split apart uh, so, when you deem necessary. It's, <laughs> it's like uh, the movie Stuck on You at the end, when they're Velcroed together so that they can spend most of their time together, but they can also separate during certain times. Yeah, I know that reference, sure. You know, I don't. It's I'm, got Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. Oh, I'm very vaguely familiar of the poster for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great movie. You whirl around. A pebble drops onto the ground. You glance up and notice a brown-haired boy about your age. Hi, he calls this out. This boy has brown hair. <laughs> I'm Nick, and I have brown hair. <laughs> Hi, you reply and introduce yourself. Introduce yourselves to Nick. Do we speak at the same time or do we say every other word? <laughs> yeah, you speak at the same time. <laughs> oh, every other word. <laughs> How would we introduce ourselves? That might be hard. Let's try to do every other word. Hi. Nick. My name is Sam. Also. <laughs> and the other the other name is <laughs> Paul. <laughs> We're in the same class at school, Nick says. That's funny, you think. You don't remember seeing him there. But you smile anyway. Uh, funny. <laughs> you're happy. You're so happy someone is finally talking to you. He threw a rock at us, though. <laughs> okay. That's his way of showing affection. I live there. Boys will be boys. <laughs> I live there, Nick tells you. He points to a two-story greenhouse on the next block. You gaze back at him, shocked. <laughs> but you can't live there, you exclaim. There's no way. What do you mean I can't live there? Nick asks, laughing. I know my own house. I live next door, you tell him. You point to the red brick house next to the green one. The greenhouse has been empty all month. There haven't been any lights on. No cars in the driveway. I was on vacation with my family. We got back last night, Nick says. 
What do you think of school? Okay, I guess, you reply. You're afraid to say anything more. You never know. Maybe this kid Nick actually likes school. Can you believe how much homework our teacher gave us this weekend? Nick complains. He kicks a stone down the street as you walk. All the kids who had Mr. McCormick last year say he's really tough and mean. A total monster. That's oh. probably foreshadowing. I poop my pants. <laughs> oh, no. It's my pants, too. <laughs> I poop our pants. <laughs> you agree. The next thing you know, you and Nick are comparing favorite rock groups and comic books. Both of you collect Spider-Man comics. Hey, who's your favorite rock group? <laughs> I like Aerosmith. <laughs> I like ACDC, says Nick. Nick has all the first issues from the last five years, too. Comics are cool, Nick says. But do you know it's even cooler? Uh-oh. Rocket houses, I bet. What, you ask? Horror stories, Nick uh. exclaims. In fact, I... He stops talking and stares at you. What, you ask? What about horror stories? <laughs> <laughs> it's probably way too scary for you, Nick replies. There's nothing too scary for me, you boast. That's because you've never been to the horror club, Nick says. What's that? Nick grins. It's a club I belong to. You've got to be really brave to be a member. When we meet, we tell spooky stories. Really scary. Cool, you reply. I love scary stories. Can I join? If you think you can handle it, Nick says. We meet every Friday night at Batwing Hall. That's the deserted house at the dead end of our street. It was old Professor Krupnik's house. I've seen the house. It looks haunted, you tell Nick with a laugh. Don't laugh, he warns you. Uh-huh. It is haunted. <sighs> haunted? For real, you ask? For real, Nick replies seriously. That's why we picked it. Some of the scariest stories I've ever heard happened in Batwing Hall. Like what? Like the story of the kids on Halloween night, Nick says. They were all dressed up, trick-or-treating. They rang Krupnik's doorbell. A figure dressed in all black answered, and the kids were invited inside. Mm -mm. Only they never came out. Maybe what? the candy was really good. <laughs> Probably. What happened? Nick asked breathlessly. Breathlessly. The candy was really good, Nick replies. <laughs> but late at night, you can, nothing, nothing, nobody knows. Jesus Christ. Nothing, nobody knows. Nothing, nobody knows. <laughs> but late at night, you can still hear the kids' screams, horrible screams. And when the moon is full, some people say they've seen little creatures in monster costumes roaming about inside the house, trapped forever. That's kind of cool. Wow, great story, you say. <laughs> it's not a story, Nick tells you. Being a member of the horror club can be dangerous. Very dangerous. Nick likes to talk in italics. He pauses then adds, Today is Friday. We meet tonight. Do you want to come? What do you think? Risk it and go to the horror club tonight. Turn to page 17. Say thanks anyway. And go to page 91. I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, I feel like no. <laughs> you told us what's going to happen on the back of the book. These kids are monsters. Great choice. Now you're stuck at home with nothing to do. Sure, you can clean out your closet or play stupid board games with your little brother, but that doesn't change things. You still have no friends. You're still bored. <laughs> but wait, you have one last chance. You hurry to the big yellow phone book. You you look up Nick's phone number. You grab the phone and dial. It rings and rings, and then you hear Nick's voice. Hello? Finish your conversation on page 17. <laughs> so we just you go back. You <laughs> can't even skip it. Why even give the choice? <laughs> I don't know. It's because it's scary. Should have at least given you like a fake ending. Like it should have just ended with you're bored and you have nothing to do. That's stupid. <laughs> I was really expecting the book to just end. Uh, also, in a very uh, haunted thing, page 17 is not loading. Oh, no. <laughs> Nick takes out a gun and shoots you. <laughs> <laughs>
Ooh, the website crashed. Well, make it work. Too many people are doing goosebump night. <laughs> we're overloading archive.org. Oh, we're back. Okay, page 17. Page 17. Nick says, hello. <laughs> <laughs> the horror club sounds great, you tell Nick. <laughs> Count me in. Wow, way to, way to choose your own adventure. Uh, I'll meet you in front of your house at 9 o'clock tonight, Nick says. You agree and say goodbye. Then you rush into your kitchen to find your parents. You tell them you've made a friend, and you've invited you've been invited to a club meeting. They're so happy for you. Of course, you don't tell them that the meeting is in a deserted, boarded-up old house. At 9 o'clock, you join Nick under the elm tree in your front yard. A skinny, fidgety girl with messy, long, dark hair waits with Nick. This is Debbie, he tells you. She's a member of the club, too. Hi, Debbie says. You can barely see her face under all her thick hair, and she always seems to be squirming about. You wonder what's with this strange girl. She might be on drugs. <laughs> Probably. You follow your new friend up to the hill to the end of the long, dark street. The farther you go, the fewer houses there are, and at the end of the road, all the streetlights are out. The sky is pitch black. If it weren't for Nick's flashlight, you'd probably trip over your own feet. There it is, Nick says, pointing. Batwing Hall. Batwing Hall. Batwing Hall. He's a zombie, right? Uh. That'd be scary. Yeah. Paul, you ruined the twist. Oh, fuck. I'm sorry. A huge dark shadow looms at the end of the street. It's the mansion. You stop walking and gaze up at it. Nick shines his flashlight at the old house on the hill. Batwing Hall is a two-story, old-fashioned house. All the wings that aren't boarded up are broken. Loose shingles flap from the roof. Paint peels from the weathered sides of the house. It looks as if no one has lived here for hundreds of years. Hundreds. You climb up to the tall, sagging porch with Nick that and Debbie. doesn't Deb. really seem possible. <laughs> houses can get that way in like 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> tall, overgrown trees and bushes cast eerie shadows across the deserted lawn. Isn't this place awesome? Debbie whispers to you. Really cool, you agree. This house has been empty for two years, Nick tells you. (laughs) (laughs) Ever since crazy old Professor Krupnik died. No one will buy it because it's haunted. Uh. Deb explains. You notice she's chewing nervously at the ends of her long hair. Yuck. (laughs) (laughs) The front door was boarded up until we figured out how to pry it open, Debbie says. She points to the large wooden door. Let's go. You take a step forward. Stop, Nick shouts. Get down now. If you do as Nick says, hurry to page 19. If you ignore him and head for the door, go to page 85. Well, yeah, we should get down. Why wouldn't you? What if he's fucking with us? And we're going to look like idiots, though. I think think it's worth it. Otherwise, what else? We're going to get smacked in the face by a A bat or a... Like one of those big hands and jackass. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to hit the deck as well. All right. What is it, you cry, as your body hits the ground? We've got to be careful, Nick whispers. If anyone catches going in the front door, we could be in big trouble. We're not really allowed in here. You nod and watch Debbie as she squirms and glances around nervously. There's just one other person in this club? Maybe. Maybe okay. they're all inside. Okay. You wonder why your new friends are so jumpy. You can't imagine how anyone could possibly see you in the darkness, but you figure Nick and Debbie know what they're doing. You stand and follow Nick and Debbie across the porch, keeping as quiet as possible. You pull off the broken boards on the front door. You enter the dark house. The air in the entryway is stale and dusty. You hold back a sneeze. Nick motions for you to follow him. You creep after Nick and Debbie down a dark hallway. The floorboards creak loudly with each step. 
Yeah. Then you enter a big, dimly lit living room. A broken chandelier sways from the ceiling. The faded wallpaper hangs in pieces from the walls. Dirty sheets cover what appears to be old sofas and chairs. Ah. And then you see them. Page turn. Four kids sit in a circle in the living room floor. A big yellow candle flickers at the center. They all turn and stare at you. No one seems happy to see you. You stand awkwardly as Nick introduces you and says, This is our newest member. What are you talking about? Cries a girl with short curly red hair. She glares at you. I've brought a new member to the horror club, Nick repeats. Not today, exclaims a large boy with bulging arm muscles. Bulging arm mm. muscles? Hoo-wee. Hello, Ooh. handsome. <laughs> I sit next to him. Uh, he looks at you and grab his arm. Winks. <laughs> he whispers, want to get out of here? <laughs> Leave with handsome boy. <laughs> Not today. exclaims a large boy with bulging arm muscles. Why not? Debbie asks, squirming next to you. Didn't anyone tell you? Asks another girl. Tonight's the special night. You've got to get that kid out of here. We're not telling stories tonight. The plan has changed. Nick and Debbie quickly leave your side and huddle together with the other kids. You can hear them arguing, arguing about you. Then one voice rises above the others. But today is game day. You know what that means. I don't, you suddenly call out. (laughs) You're sick of standing here. You want to know what's going on. It works. I bet we're going to do a scavenger hunt. Oh, probably. Mm -hmm. And maybe think these kids are going to try to be monsters as well. Oh, good call. I hope not. All All six kids stop arguing. The girl with the red hair steps towards you. I'm Marcy, she tells you. There are no stories tonight. We're playing games instead. But new members can't play. It's the rule. Can't you break the rules just this one time, you ask? These aren't ordinary games, warns the boy with the large muscles. These games are scary, really scary. We're going to play Silent Hill 2. <laughs> the scarier the better, you announce bravely. This starts another argument. Some kids want you to stay and play. Others want you to leave. Debbie hurries over to your side. Through her mane of dark hair, she whispers, Go home. Go home now. But at that moment, Marcy announces, It's decided. You can stay and play games with us. Great, you say, ignoring Debbie. <laughs> what are we playing? Scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt. The game is called The Hunt, uh, Marcy ooh. tells you. I'm the captain of the blue team. Nick is captain of the red team. You watch as Nick picks Debbie and a skinny boy named Connor to be on his team. Connor has short, bristly hair and a very strange smell. Hmm. Oh, pig pen. <laughs> as Connor walks by, you decide he smells as if he's been lying in a dumpster. <laughs> Capital Rude. D dumpster. Oh, the dumpster. Yeah. For the blue team, Marcy chooses a beautiful girl with long blonde hair and green eyes. Her name is Lara. Lara? Lara. She smiles shyly at you. Marcy also picks the guy in the muscle shirt. Hi, I'm Martin, the kid says, pounding you on the back. Welcome to the horror club, he laughs. That flexes his muscles. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) You step back. Martin's arm is bigger than your whole body. Holy shit. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. How tiny are we? Or how big is his arm? That's three on each team, Marcy announces. Our new member can join either one. Oh, she turns or to you. can we? We it's can up join to you. both ones. Which team will you join? Would yeah. you rather hang out with Nick, Debbie, and Connor on the red team, or get to know Lara, Marcy, and Martin on the blue team? Um, I'm going to join the blue team because you said that Lara is beautiful and Martin is a hunk and a half. Also, if any shit goes down, I want those beefy arms protecting me. Ooh. 
Oh, I really, I have a hunch if I join the red team, I'm going to turn into a bat. And I don't want that to happen. <laughs> I think I'll stick with the blue team for a while. All right. Welcome to the blue team, Marcy says with a smile. Glad you're on the team, Martin's ad. He crushes your hand in a hearty handshake. Oh, so what are we playing, you ask? The game is called The Hunt, Lara tells you. Uh-huh. What are we hunting for? Marcy's voice drops down to a croaking whisper. The creepiest, most terrifying things we can find, she says. We vote on which team finds the scariest stuff, Martin's ex- Martin explains. If you haven't chickened out by then, you'll become an official member of the horror club. Don't worry about me, you say. I love a good scare. Come on, Lara says. Let's get this, let's get this game going. You follow your teammates outside. Marcy goes first. Her flashlight beam bounces around the overgrown yard, making weird yellow shadows. You begin screaming in the yard, or scanning the yard. <laughs> but Martin stops. Flashlight! Flashlight! Shadows! You begin scanning the yard, but Martin stops you. Not here, he says. You're the newest member. You have to pass the test. Test? Uh-oh. You don't like the sound of that. Martin grins like and points across the street. You go there. The cemetery. Oh, good God. Should have gone with the red team. I'm kind of worried we're going to turn into a bat. <laughs> they want you to search the cemetery all by yourself. You're about to say, no way, Jose. But then you figure that's just what they expect you to do. Yeah. You'll show them. Great, you declare. I bet I'll find the winning object. You even kind of mean it. After all, if the game is won by finding the scariest stuff, then your teammate just handed you an easy score. What better place to look than a cemetery? You give your teammates a thumbs up and hurry across the street. The cemetery is really old, and most of the gravestones are chipped and crumbling. As you stumble over a lumpy grave, you feel something grab at your ankle. You <laughs> yelp and jump back. <laughs> it was just a gnarled root. Just a gnarled root. The moonlight casts an eerie glow, creating strange shadows. You carefully make your way towards a small building. There's just enough light for you to read the words Krupnik Crypt carved in the stone over the doorway. Here's your chance to impress your new friends. You know you'll find something scary inside a crypt, but do you have the nerve to enter? Fuck yeah. Yeah, let's go do it. Why not? Put up or shut up. You approach the heavy stone door of the crypt. Instead of a doorknob, it has a thick iron ring. Chiseled into the stone above the ring are three words. Are are these words? Who turns the stone will grow bat bones. No! We're gonna turn into a bat. Oh, we shouldn't have done this. Oh, fuck. I thought it was the red team. (laughs) What could that possibly mean, you wonder? A sudden movement draws your attention. Near the top of the crypt, you see a small hole about your size. While you watch, a tiny black bat flies out of the hole and flutters off into the night. Oh, God. Outrageous, you think. Maybe you can catch a bat inside the crypt. That would win the contest for sure. That's gonna be rabies. I don't want to catch a bat. (laughs) Hey, what's scarier than a disease? But how will you get inside? The door is covered with cobwebs. Obviously, it hasn't been opened up in a long time. Maybe you could climb the top of the crypt and crawl in through the hole that the bat came out of. Or maybe you should just try to pull the big stone door open. It might work. Which will you try? Uh, well, we shouldn't move the stone. That's going to make us turn into bat boners. Oh, uh, yeah. We should we go. We got to climb in the hole. Yeah, climb in the hole. We're climbing in the hole. Climbing in the hole. Why is there a child-sized hole in this crypt? There just is one. I guess there just is one. Okay. You decided to climb into the crypt through the hole. The stone wall looks way too heavy to budge. The crypt is covered with thick carvings, so it's easy to climb up to the top. You push your arms and head into the hole and start to wriggle through. It's so dark inside, you can't see a thing. As soon as your shoulders get through, you hear a sound that makes you freeze. 
Skrunk! Skrunk! It sounds as if oh. something slimy is climbing up the wall toward you. Something's skrunking around here. <laughs> something skrunky and slimy. And now you hear another sound. A low moan. There's a moaning, something climbing your way. Maybe this wasn't such a good idea. You try to wriggle back out, but discover you're stuck. Skrunk! Skrunk! The moaning thing is coming closer. You push and pull. You twist and turn. Nothing. You can't budge. Help, you scream. Help! Your voice echoes horribly in the stone room. You begin to kick on the outside of the crypt, hoping your friends will hear you. Help! It's a weird feeling to be terrified and embarrassed at the same time. You don't know which will be worse, for the moaning thing to get you or your friends to come to the crypt and wind up staring right at your rear. My rear. Yeah, that one's worse. <laughs> I'd rather be killed by the monster. <laughs> well, suppose you do, because it ends. What? That's it. Well, what do you that's mean? the end? That's the end. Oh, we died. You died. <laughs> and or our friends came and stared at our rear. Yeah. Either a fate worse than death. That's the end of the book? That's the end of this adventure. Okay, well, we should not have crawled into the hole. I guess we should have to turn into bats. You want to try to turn into a bat? Yeah. I think you end up in a sink. I'm curious about that part, if that's real or not. I got to figure out what page that was. I don't remember what page it was. Well, we can turn into bats later. All right. Wow. I have the book on my phone now, so I'll be You're, you're playing your own go-through <laughs> then? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had it ready just you in case walk, I wanted to you split You got to walk up. through. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So blue team was a fucking bust. Yeah, pretty much. Should have gone. I want to know. I wanted to know more about Martin. Is he the muscle? He's man? the mu- he's the kid who has arms bigger than you. Yeah. I I don't think you can learn any more about him, right? Because I assume if you go with the red team, you don't get more Martin action. Probably not. I bet you do. I bet you have to kill him with your own two hands. <gasps> I hope so. Ooh. Is there that kind of stuff in these books? You have to kill your friends? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Oh. Who knows? I think they have to kill their dad in one of them. Wow. He turns into a plant monster or something. Wow. Crazy. Uh, there was not as much choosing as I thought there would no, be. No, you didn't choose much, so... <laughs> oh, God. I went to page 97. Yeah, I don't know. Do we want to... I we should. I think we should start at the teams. I think we should just go to red team instead. Yeah. Okay. I got to remember... I got to find the page. I'm also looking for the page. I found the page. Uh, the red team? We've rewound. Yep. <laughs> That's the sound of rewinding. <laughs> All right. I choose the red team, you announce. Fine, Marcy says. The red team will stay in the house for the games. The blue team will go outside. See you later. Marcy, Laura, and Martin leave the house. You turn to your new teammates with a smile. You're looking forward to the games. I'm glad you're on our team, Nick says. We're having a scavenger hunt. Everything has to be found inside the house. Cool, you reply. I love scavenger hunts. <laughs> we are a big dork. <laughs> yeah. No friends, love scavenger hunts. Where's the list? Here it is, Debbie says, handing you a piece of white paper. You read the list of items out loud. Horror club scavenger hunt. The other team's cheating. They left the house immediately. Yeah. They, they didn't have a list. Oh, I guess I just forgot. Maybe they did have a list. But uh, here's the list. One human bone. Three hairs from a werewolf, a straw from a witch's broom, a piece of a mummy's bandage. There's all sorts of monsters in this house, yeah. huh? It's a regular monster mesh. You read the list again, then you start to laugh. These guys really take this horror club stuff seriously, you think. Still laughing, you point to the list and say, great joke, 
very funny. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Connor demands. This list, it's a riot, you reply. <laughs> you wonder why no one has even cracked a smile. It's not a joke, Nick No insists. kid has ever said, it's a riot. <laughs> well, maybe he just learned that phrase. <laughs> it's probably brand new to him. He heard it on TV. That's the list for our scavenger hunt. Give me a break, you say. You expect me to believe that? Where would I find those things? In this house, Debbie replies matter-of-factly. Yeah, right, you scoff. I'm supposed to believe that there are werewolves and witches and mummies? It's true, Connor says. Do you want me to prove it? Nick asks with an evil grin. A very evil grin. Is Nick the... No, Nick's our friend. Who's yeah. the strong guy? Martin. Martin, Martin oh. was on the blue team. He was? Yeah. Uh, I don't think you get more Martin. I think you turn into a bat. Yeah, and that's, that's about it. a bummer. Okay, you say. Go ahead. You asked for it, Nick says. He glances at Debbie and Connor. They nod with excitement. Oh, God. What's going on, you wonder? Slowly, Nick brings his hands up to his cheeks. He hooks his thumbs under his chin and rips his face right off. Wow. You gasp. The head of a green-skinned reptilian monster scares at you from the top of Nick's body. Slimy scales cover his face and begin to spread down his arms and hands. Nick, you choke out. The monster grins at you with six-inch-long fangs. Its beady yellow eyes gaze at you hungrily. You turn to Debbie and Connor and scream. They're peeling their kid faces, too. No. You gape in horror at Debbie. Her skin is now purple and covered with hideous, oozing warts. Her eyes have turned completely white and seem to bulge out of her head. And her hair, it's wriggling with enormous black tarantulas. I don't like that. Now you know the truth. These kids are monsters. But none of them are witches or werewolves or mummies so far. That'd be too easy. Are there two? There's three kids on our team? I think so. Yeah, Nick, Connor, and Debbie. Hmm. Maybe Connor's a werewolf. Could be. Mummy. You turn and sprint for the front door, but the entrance is blocked by Connor. He grabs your shoulder, and you nervously stare up at him. Way up. Connor has turned into a seven-foot-tall giant with one red eye in the middle of his forehead. Hmm. And the stench coming off his body is unbearable. Oh, dumpster he kid. Dumpster, yeah. He went to dumpster. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? He growls. I, uh, I need to go home, you mumble. You duck under Connor's massive arm and lunge for the doorknob. Who would win in a fight, Connor or Martin? Martin, of course. <laughs> Martin's <laughs> arms are bigger than you are. <laughs> and he's not even turned into his monster form. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, you lunge for Connor's massive arm and you, you lunge for the doorknob. We'll just go there and miss. The monster that used to be Nick beat you to it. Nick locks the door and says, not so fast. It's time for the scavenger hunt. Scavenger hunt? There's no way you're sticking around to play a game with monsters. Unless this is all a joke. Hey, that's it, you think. It's all a joke. They must be wearing monster costumes. Hmm. No, you think again. They can't be wearing costumes. They're way too real looking. (laughs) Quick, you have to make up your mind. If you're sure it's all a joke, turn to page 13. If you believe monsters are real, go to page 71. Mm, Could be a funny joke. Do you think so? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it would be really funny. It would be hilarious if it was a joke and that guy got seven feet tall. (laughs) That's a good joke. (laughs) It's just a bit. (laughs) Uh, Okay, let's go to 71. I think it's, I believe monsters are real. Yeah, maybe it's they're real and they're making a joke, though. Oh, yeah, like in uh, Mad Monster Party. Yeah. You stare at Nick, Debbie, and Connor's gruesome faces. There's no question they're monsters. Mm -hmm. Real monsters. Let me out of here, you cry. 
Nick Steele blocks the door. You spot a window in the living room. You take a deep breath and race for it. You're fast. You always win the 50-yard dash at school. <laughs> but against these monsters, you're not fast enough. Debbie easily beats you to the window. The tarantulas scurry through her spiderweb hair as she cackles, There's no way out! Please let me go home, you plead. I won't tell anyone your secret. Just let me go. No way, Nick cries as he enters the living room with Connor. There's no escape from the horror club. Well, Debbie says, that's not exactly true. There is one way out. You gaze around the room, searching frantically for an exit. The three monsters circle you. You don't see any way to get past them. Where is it, you ask? How do I get out? Nick glares at Debbie. Your only hope, Debbie says, ignoring Nick, is to play the game. Oh. I had a feeling they'd say something like that. I thought they were just going to kill us again. And like, this is so short every time. <laughs> what game, you ask Debbie, the your hunt. voice trembling. The scavenger hunt, she declares. <laughs> of course. We're so stupid. <laughs> one... Stupid and lame. Well, also, we're kind of a monster. We're a two-headed person. <laughs> Just true. The, that's true. That's why they invited us. <laughs> like, why are you acting this way? Yeah. <laughs> if you can find all four items on the list before midnight, Nick adds, then we'll let you go. If you fail, you'll be trapped here with us forever and turned into a monster. Mm. Not much of a choice, huh? Your knees shake as you review the scavenger hunt list in your mind. Where will you ever find werewolf hair and mummy bandages? Then again... You don't have many options. But maybe you think you can use the time to search for an open window and escape. Mm -hmm. You've only got two hours, Connor growls, looking at the tiny watch on his huge wrist. <laughs> you better get... sign is a thing for big arms, apparently. <laughs> uh -huh. You better get started. You can begin here on the main floor or go upstairs, Nick tells you, his reptile tongue darting in and out of his mouth. It's your choice. Stay on the main floor. Go to page 11. Try your luck upstairs. Go to page 111. That sounds dangerously close to the end of the book where we'll die. But, but you go back and forth all the time. Yeah, that's true. I think, I mean, I think upstairs seems more likely to have mummy bandages. Let's go find a mummy you bandage. You don't keep your mummy on the first floor. Let's go upstairs. Going upstairs. Upstairs, you tell the monsters. I'll search there first. Connor begins laughing, a low, deep laugh. Did you hear that, he tells the others? Upstairs, this should be good. Have you made the wrong choice, you wonder? It doesn't matter, you have to do something. You cross your fingers that there may, there may be a way to escape upstairs, a way out of this house of horrors. You head towards the main staircase in, in the front hall. There's no electricity in the old mansion. Your shadow flickers in the spooky light of kerosene lanterns. Debbie follows close behind you. You pick up your pace just in case one of those huge tarantulas decides to jump from her hair to yours. Ah. The stairs are covered with a thick layer of dust. Slowly, you start to climb. One step, then another. The wooden boards creak and groan under your weight. The staircase stretches upwards into total darkness. Behind you, the three monsters noisily whisper to each other. You don't know what they're saying, and you don't care. You just want to get out of here, now. You take a deep breath. It's time, time to escape. You sprint forward. Run to page 28. Oh, no. We're fucking up. We're going to die. Yeah. All the other kids downstairs are going to beat us up when we jump out the window. Mm -hmm. Before you go too far, you feel a strange tingling sensation all over your body. But you don't have time to worry about it. You must escape. The monsters are gaining on you. You fly up the stairs now, two steps at a time. And then you stop. The tingling is getting worse. 
keep going, you say to yourself. You've got to keep going. The monsters are only a few steps behind. You try to run, but you can't. Something's wrong. You're stuck in the middle of the staircase. You can't move up. Your legs are paralyzed. Nick, Debbie, and Connor close in on you. Connor's odor makes you gag, but you're trapped, frozen in place. Need some help? Nick asks with an evil snicker. If you accept the monster's help, go to page 51. If you refuse, go to 61. I think we need his help. Yeah, he's got us over a barrel. Accept my help? All right. Yes, help, you cry, still frozen in place. Then you hear Connor's deep, rumbling laughter. You fell for it. You fell for our trick, he taunts. What trick, you ask? The force field. You're trapped in a force field. (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Connor, Connor tells you, Debbie and Nick laughing along with him. Force field, you exclaim. Turn it off. Let me out of here. What the hell? Turn it off. Sorry, Nick says with a reptile-like hiss. You can't escape from Batwing Hall. That's right, Debbie sneers. The force field doesn't turn off until one minute after midnight. That's one minute after you've turned into a monster, Connor leers. Then the monsters lumber down the stairs, leaving you alone, trapped in the force field. You glare at your watch. Time is ticking away. You struggle trying to break through, but you can't budge. You're stuck. Stuck until midnight. Until it's time. Time for a monster of a change. The end. That's the end again? That's the end wow. again. That's kind of lame. not really fair. They shouldn't have a force field. Yeah, and we didn't even decide to try to run to a window. We were legitimately going to look. I wanted to hang out with the monsters for a while and yeah. look. It seems like we just keep leaving. This is the most railroad D&D session ever. <laughs> yeah. There really should be, like, more options. But, yeah, I guess that's two adventures and trapped in <laughs> Batwing Hall. I have no idea how well this segment worked. Yep. I, I mean, it was fun for me. Yeah, I, still, I liked it. I still can't believe they pulled a playground force field. That's so funny no. to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, no, you can't move. It's a force field. <laughs> uh, okay, turn it off. Uh, I can't turn it off until you lose. I can't so turn it off until one after. minute after midnight. And they, also, they use the phrase "turn it off" like it's some sort of <laughs> turn machine. it off. Let me out of here. Well, I'd assume it was like an alien force field of some sort. Maybe I guess I don't so. know why they'd have it. <laughs> I guess unclear. it's like a mad scientist house. So I don't know. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. Professor Krupke or whatever. They are the kids who turn into monsters when trick or treating. You know. Mm, that must have been Professor it. Krupke turned them into monsters mm. and taught them how to use this force. Field. <laughs> <laughs> well. That was a that was a couple adventures trapped in Batwing Hall, in which what happened got stuck in a got stuck in a crypt and, had a and slum, got stuck in a force field. Slimy monster came to look at us, or no, it came to or get your, us, or our friends looked at our butt. <laughs> the slimy monster also could have just been looking at us. <laughs> yeah. Might have been nice. Yeah. We didn't actually wait around to find out. We die. We just willed ourselves to die. <laughs> <laughs> You've resigned yourself to death. Yeah. Well. It's not going to get any better. So Fell asleep. Here okay. we here we are. Yeah. Uh yeah. Well, that would be a fun D and D adventure though. Mm-hmm. Like a little goosebumps thing. Into, mm-hmm. Yeah. A mm-hmm. little more fun idea. Options. Yeah. What you could do. <laughs> yeah. Of, uh, just keep trying to run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just anything. Any any sort of agency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than like every five pages. But also we're the ones that it just tells you. uh, you have to do the thing actually. Yeah. Uh, you want to go home and play video games? No, you're gonna call Nick on the phone. You're gonna find him in the phone book, <laughs> yeah. even though he moved. Even though he just moved here, you're gonna find him in the phone book. And, and his call house was us. abandoned. Yeah, huh? And what do you just look Nick up? <laughs> he also lived next door. Yeah, go yeah. knock on his door. <laughs> <laughs> mm. 
some what holes in this doing, book. What are you doing, us? <laughs> <laughs> well. That's been our episode on Goosebumps. <laughs> hope you enjoyed that. Hope you learned a lot about Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, I, hope we, I hope we gave you Goosebumps. <laughs> uh, if there's any thoughts about Goosebumps you would like to share with us, you can do so on Instagram and Twitter at NES underscore pod, or you can send us an email, nostalgiasystempodcast at gmail.com. And support for the show can be given on my favorite website, patreon.com slash NES underscore pod. That's your you, favorite website? It's my favorite website. I love it. That's pathetic. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) No other website pays me ten (laughs) dollars. Yeah. (laughs) So you could probably find a few. (laughs) Mm, Probably one of those survey websites. (laughs) Yeah. Mm, But ten dollars—that's kind of a lot. That's a lot lot of surveys. Take a lot. Ten thousand surveys, maybe. I should just quit my job and do that. (laughs) Get a bunch of thirty-one cent checks in the mail. (laughs) Yeah, that's it for the show, Sam. Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug to 20 people? Oh, you should listen to SciShow Tangents. Uh, you can find that on uh, Google. <laughs> <laughs> you should listen to Commitment. I think you can find that at commitment.com because Matt Gatos is a master of social media and promotion. Uh, that's from Muppet Podcast where we're, me and Matt Gatos are watching every Muppet uh, piece of media that exists, that is watchable by the public from beginning to end. We're in the 70s, <laughs> and we're about 40 episodes in, so <laughs> it's going to take the rest of my life, and I'll die. Um, <laughs> but if you're in the mood for some to be scared, we just did the Muppet Haunted Mansion episode about the new... We, we skipped ahead to the end and watched Muppet Haunted Mansion, so you get some sweet ratings. Uh, <laughs> yeah, get that, get that recency bias pull. Uh-huh. And you can follow me at... Uh, at I'm Sam Schultz. I'm underscore Sam <laughs> underscore Schultz. Just search my name in Twitter. You'll find it. <laughs> and that's it. Great. Go check him out on all those places. Paul, you got anything to plug? Uh, Paul, you want nope. to plug anything? I got nothing. All right. That sounds nothing, about right. Nothing at all. This episode. All right, no, don't that listen we- to this. <laughs> <laughs> if you got here to this point, it's turn back. Late. Go to page. <laughs> oh, go to minute uh, four. Four minutes and 18 seconds. Yeah. And then turn it off. (laughs) Yeah. And then turn it off. Throw your phone away. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, I guess that's it. Thank you to Moonraker Music for composing our theme song, Scanlines. You can find them on the internet at Moonraker or at Moonraker Music. That's Moon, R-A-Y-K-E-R. Paul, it's your favorite question of the week. What are we talking about next, uh, next episode? I think we're talking about sleepovers. Or are we going to do the sleepovers one first because... That's a little <laughs> less scary than this one, and this one should be closer to Halloween. Yes, it's Ooh. it's that. So uh, sleepovers was last week. Okay, the next week will be <laughs> Halloween. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> We're taking some time off for Christmas, everybody. <laughs> yeah, next week's a big mystery. We'll see you then. Oh, we should put the X Files theme in there. After you say that, and you should mystery. talk about X Files. But the theme song's playing. Is that right? real? Is that really what you're talking about? What you talking about X Files? Oh no, but that'd be fun. We should just talk about X Files. Yeah. Have you talk about X-Files? I do love I've X-Files. I've never seen an episode of it. So. Oh, it's great. Theme song scared me. Well. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>
Nostalgia Entertainment System, brought to you by listeners like Joe.